0: Welcome to Talking Kotlin. On this episode, I am sitting down with Gaitan Zoricek, discussing a bunch of things that uh, he and his colleagues have been working on. Hey, Gaitan.
1: Hi, uh, hi Andy. I was listening to you. I, it was like when I'm listening, listening to uh, 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 Talking Kotlin, so uh, so I was just listening. At just
0: time. listening. No, it's like... Yeah. <laughs> I'm not active in this today. I'm completely yeah, still passive. Yeah. I'm
1: part of the discussion. Sorry. <laughs>
0: and tell me, did I did I get your name correctly in terms yeah, of pronunciation?
1: Yeah, it's, it's okay. It's the check, so. It's
0: okay, right? So, yeah. I, sometimes people say to me, is it Hadi or Hadi or Ha? Hadi? Yeah. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Just yeah, as long exactly. as you don't call me Heidi, it's fine. Yeah.
1: <laughs> cool. cool. So, how you been? So, well, I'm, I'm fine. Um, I'm okay. i mean in... Uh, in my house, in uh, near Geneva, in France, so everything is fine.
0: Oh, and we were just we were just discussing how it was busy for you because of the Christmas period, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. It's always a, a messy period of the of the year, but now it's kind of cooler, so no problem.
0: Have you done any New Year's resolutions, or you don't do those things? No, I try not to. Uh, yeah, I, I I signed up to the gym on the 15th of December. Okay. And uh, I've been going for about, well, nearly a month now, right? And uh, I saw uh, a few people I know come to the gym and they're like, oh, New Year's resolution. And I felt so good when I said, no, actually, I've been going for over a month now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I saw this is also why you started to work with Andre, no? Because I saw that uh, a couple of weeks ago you were just uh, starting to Uh, code on android and i think oh maybe it's because he's doing some gym so he want to yeah
0: it's it's funny like i wanted the simplest app possible which is essentially when i when i do some you know repetitions and between the repetitions i want to rest for 30 or 60 seconds yeah. Every single app was just kind of like, even the built-in stock <laughs> timer, it either had 600 ads or you had to configure 200 things. And I just wanted two damn buttons, one that said 30 and one that said 60. That's it. Okay. So I decided to write my own. And then, of course, that, that like, oh my God, the, the whole world of Android that you rotate yeah, the exactly. screen and, and everything is recreated. Then when your app goes into the background, the beeps don't sound and
1: it's, oh. yeah it's crazy yeah
0: but I'm still using it which is good and I'm making updates to it like uh, the other day I I increased the font size so now I can see <laughs> without having to put my glasses on
1: okay great
0: <laughs> but yeah it's fun it, I think it's fun I, I actually it's not bad um, I mean it's the simplest thing I could do Um and, and uh, you know Sebastiano uh, Poggi he, uh, he works with me on a project and uh he saw it the other day, and he's like, "Oh, oh this this is horrible! Like, oh, I, this is Hadi. What what are you doing? Like, let me let me try and improve this for you." I'm like, "Leave it alone. It's mine." Yeah,
1: it's always when you start to work in some domain and you are talking with the expert. I mean, they know so much uh, more than you uh, because when you start, you just scratch the surface, and after you, you just look at what it is, and you say, said, "No, it's so big, and uh, it takes so much time to." to know it perfectly
0: yeah and uh but i was actually happy how the people were embracing my errors because i started to tweet i I sent out a couple of tweets about like what is going on and they're like yeah welcome to android world it's not like it's not that you're just stupid it's just that that's
1: how it is right yeah exactly
0: anyway that's enough about what i was doing what are you doing because we wanted to talk a little bit about the things that you've been working on and correct me if i'm wrong but you've been an avid supporter of Kotlin for many years, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, I think I started to use it from the first day. Um, I mean, when there was this first uh, announcement on uh, on the, the the blog for it was Timetry, I think, that made the, this first uh, announcement, and I was always already working with um, Groovy and Scala and um, I tried some other languages in the JVM and um, um, I also faced the issues where with these languages. I mean, the problem with inter- interoperability and stuff like that. And when there was this first announcement, I said, okay, that is exactly what I want to, to have in, in the JVM. I want to have a language that has a complete, um, complete interoperability and... Also, uh that has a great uh, type system, et cetera, et cetera. So I started to work very early with it. And um, I used it in production. I think it was really in 2012. And I use it with uh, Spring and then with Kato. And yes, I became a really big fan very early. And I did my first uh, public talk in 2013, I think.
0: Nice. So oh, yeah. you you are entitled to uh, wear that T-shirt that says, I was using we, Kotlin when they were called traits.
1: Right? Exactly. Exactly. Which
0: we still haven't made, which we think <laughs> yeah. we should make and no one wants to make. But anyway,
1: and I, what I've are you do? I've got a big collection of Kotlin T-shirts, I think. One of the biggest.
0: I've actually started to throw some out. I mean, throw out, you know, because there's, I mean, unless they're completely destroyed. Well, that, that that's why, because they're completely destroyed. <laughs> the other day I went to the gym wearing one. I'm like, wait, there's a big hole on the back here that's not meant to be there. <laughs> I really wear out my T-shirts. Yeah, uh, I
1: do the same. Yeah.
0: Cool. So what are you working on now? Because you've kind of like set up a company and you, you're doing some products with Kotlin, right?
1: Yeah. So we've been working now for, I think, more than two years, two years and a half on a project, which is called Data2Viz. So it's uh, an open source library, but it's also the name of the company. So Data2Viz is the company plus the open source project. And this project is uh, working on data visualization. So it's a multi-module, multi-platform. Uh, project and you can see it as a, as a, a toolbox where you can pick uh, all the algorithms you need to create all the visualization you can think about. And uh, then you can write your code in Kotlin and deploy it on Android uh, inside the browser or in a Java FX application we didn't start to work on the iOS part but we'll do it in the in a near future
0: iOS meaning also native for desktop or just we yeah, just going to target iOS
1: uh, for the moment we plan to we plan to work on the mobile part but uh, i didn't look further into the api so it could also be on the native uh, on on the mac but I think there is a bigger uh, interest for multi-platform mobile development.
0: Okay, and we'll we'll cover multi-platform. But walk me through a little bit how this works. So I download your library, right? Which is right now, it's a library, right? It's a dependency that I add to my my projects. And what does it enable me to do? That I can create graphs using a Kotlin DSL and represent information with graphs?
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's more than graph. At first, we started with uh, D3GS. I don't know if you know this project. It's really. I have heard
0: about it, but not much. Can you tell us what it is?
1: Yeah. So it's a really, uh, it's a big project on JavaScript, uh, on JavaScript, and it's doing data visualization. It also has a lot of modules, and it has been made by uh, one of the guys from the New York Times. And this guy was doing this uh, project to be able to create some uh, visualization for the New York Times. So, um, it has been tested a lot, tested a lot. And, um, so we started to, to say, okay, if this guy was, able to do this library alone, we should be able to port it uh, onto Kotlin uh, Multiplatform. So this is what we did. We, we took every module of D3GS and we port it on Kotlin uh, Multiplatform. So you have, for example, a module that is dealing with the color of all the kind of modification you can do on the different color space. We have stuff uh, for the animations. We have um Uh, Geographic projections. We can deal with the hexagon with a a lot of um, different kind of algorithms you need into uh, in data visualization. And you just have to pick the different module you need. Uh, I mean, we, we, I think we have more than 20 modules and maybe you are going to use five modules for uh, visualization or maybe 10, but it's rare that you need all the uh, all the modules. Uh, at the end, um, the visualization is uh, rendered using a canvas. So on Android, it's an Android canvas. On uh, JavaFX and on uh, inside the browser, it's also on canvas.
0: Okay. So D3.js does this for JavaScript. And, exactly. And what you did with data to viz in the case of targeting JavaScript was basically the wrapper around D3.js.
1: No, 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 we uh, we completely rewrite the code because um, we wanted to be able to use all these algorithms on every platforms. So we had to take the code and say, okay, we are going to write it completely in Kotlin. Uh, to be able to deploy it on all platforms. That's what my question
0: was going to be, because then what happens with the other platforms? So you basically were inspired by it, and you just did the same targeting JavaScript and all the other platforms.
1: Yeah. And in our code base, we have, I think it's 95% of the code that is common code. And we just have small parts that are really tied to the targeted, uh, platforms.
0: And on top of it, well, not on top of it. In addition, what you also provided was a Kotlin DSL as opposed to yeah. the regular APIs that the majority of these libraries come with. Right?
1: Exactly. Uh, and this was also the reason to, to do it in Kotlin. I mean, um, when you are creating visualization, you have this kind of, um, uh logic where there are there is a tree of elements and one element is inside another element etc and so the Kotlin DSL works perfectly well in that area. So I thought that it was a good idea to use uh the Kotlin DSL features to do that because uh, you have this nice DSL that is existing in i For example, in uh, Compose or in KotlinX HTML. And so that really makes sense. And uh, you also have those nice features that you can use say, okay, I want to, uh, uh, I have an extension uh, property to access pixels or percent or stuff like that. So after, it's really easy to understand what you are doing.
0: And what is the chart scenario or graphical representation of data? which I guess would be more accurate than, than just calling it charts, right? So um,
1: for the moment, uh, we are really working, we we work essentially on uh, the visualization part, which is a kind of low-level uh, APIs. And we all, also all are working on charts, but these uh, should be more... Um, a license based apis a product and uh, so this is another project that we call uh, charts.kt uh, and um, it's a kind of high chart but for multi-platform um, multiplatform code
0: okay'll we'll, we'll touch on that because you're actually okay. referring to charts.kt as your product that's on the site right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I know. I, sorry, I, I meant more than instead of just calling them charts, as in, you know, um, because charts can be, you know, pie charts, line charts. Yeah. Uh, this was more kind of like, there's many ways. I mean, based on some of the things that I've seen on your site, there's many ways that you can represent data, right? That doesn't
1: yeah, exactly really right. yeah. fall
0: into charts. And what was the situation around that in the Android world? I mean, was there a common library for that? Is there one? Or did you also bring that to the
1: Android world? Um, so it's kind of funny because on Android, there are not a lot of stuff. I mean, there are uh, charting library. There is a big charting library that has, I think, maybe something like 50,000 stars on on GitHub. Um, but they, they are ch- uh, chart, charting library and i think there is nothing between charting library and just playing with the the, the low level uh, api with the canvas and uh, uh, making some draw on on the canvas and after there is also some possibility with the the gl part and which is also another way of doing it
0: so when you started working on this the first target was js i assume yeah
1: uh, yes, and also JavaFX because, um, I was, we always, uh, forgot that there are still a lot of people that are using, uh, uh, JavaFX. I mean, there are, JavaFX is used by a lot of people that are doing small application that scientists, maybe, uh, uh, in companies, uh, there are some tools that are existing using, uh, JavaFX. And it's also a target because, um, there was nothing in the Java world. I mean, there was still very old library like G free chart or stuff like that. And since the beginning, we said, okay, we can work on the, the two, those two platforms, JS and Java because it, it was easy to make the deployment and to make the test and to be sure that our code was working in a multi platform way. So we started with both uh, JS and uh, Java FX. Yeah. And,
0: this is something that I, I often forget to question, ask or, or mention, but you know, it's 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 kind of like the same way when you say that. Well, you say when when we talk about let's create an architecture that is based on plugins, and yeah. we'll only implement one functionality, right? And yeah. then when it comes time to Actually, provide that plugin API, you're like, oh, wait, this isn't going to work. So it's always good to start trying to do at least more than, well, at least more than one, at least two
1: yeah,
0: implementations, right? Yeah. Which is a very important point that you bring up, right? Not just target JS and then say, okay, and now let's go back and target uh, the JVM,
1: right? Yeah. And it was funny because at first it was very difficult to, um, I mean, uh, on D3JS they made so much work, so it was very difficult to take some distance about how the the, the choice they've made and stuff like that. So at the very beginning, we, we didn't take any distance, and um, so the idea was to trying to make uh, D3JS working on Kotlin uh, JS and also JavaFX. And then I had to say, okay, now we should do the port onto Android, and this is uh, this wasn't working anymore. So I was discussing with uh, Roman I uh, I don't remember where, in what conference, and said, well, maybe you can just re-implement SVG uh, inside uh, Android. It should shouldn't be a big problem. I mean, for him, <laughs> nothing is a big problem, but. <laughs> for the common developers it, it can be and uh, at that moment i thought about it and i saw that there was a new way of uh doing the internal architecture that was really better and say okay we don't need this svg part and we can just use canvas and it it's going to work so much uh easier and that is the big uh, modification we made, I think, uh, one year and a half ago.
0: So you had to backtrack a little bit on the things that you've yeah. done, right? Despite implementing two, having two targets to begin with.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Of course, there's also a downside of that, which is it feels at times, w- well, I don't, would you say it was double the work or not really? Because, I mean, the idea there that you try and share as much code as possible across multi platform but there is a certain level of additional work because you're targeting two platforms.
1: So it's not in the code. I mean, uh, in the code, it was working uh, really well. I mean, uh, we didn't had any kind of uh, big surprise with um, with multi Multiplatform. The problem is more on uh, knowing each platform. Uh, I mean by that... Uh, when you started to work with Android, you saw, oh, it's a whole new world. And this is the big problem is knowing exactly how the, your platform is working. And also, uh, this builds how you are building your project. So this is, this can be really complicated. When we started with uh, multi platform wasn't even existing. I, I mean, I just saw the code from Cartoon HTML and it was, uh, multi-platform before Kotlin multi-platform. And I said, okay, it's possible, but uh, we have to to deal with a certain level of complexity.
0: Yeah, but yeah, and to to be precise, I mean, it's kind of like there's a lot more effort that goes into doing this. Yeah. And, and, the, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because it feels a little bit risky, you know, in that saying, okay, I'm going to create this product and I want it to be multi-platform and I'm going to start with multi-platform or targeting multiple platforms, as you say, because, you know, multi-platform as such, maybe not have existed at the time without being validated on a single platform. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know, did, did the customers like it? Were people using it? Was it good? And here is me, without even potentially knowing this, doing double the
1: effort so um we didn't didn't see it exactly like that i mean uh when we started and we started with uh, just jaxfix and uh, cartan it wasn't at all doubling the the effort so uh it was we are going to make a multi platform library but the users can only use it in a single platform and i mean they they even don't know that it's uh multi-platform library. They just have to take the JS version or the JavaFX version, and they they can use it. So it is actually a lot of people are using it like like that. Uh, They say, "Okay, I have a JavaFX application. I I want to do some more elaborate things. Uh, Well, you have a solution that is good for me. And uh, they even don't imagine that they can reuse their code into another platform. So, uh, we didn't imagine that as um, h- how much it will cost us to, to double the work because to, to do it on, on to, in multi platforms. But what we had in mind was the multi platform mobile uh, to be able to, to reuse on iOS and on Android. And I think that, uh, that makes sense. And that will, uh, the effort will be, I don't know. Uh, it was the effort, I mean, I'm don't know if, if I'm clear.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, but this actually brings up another question, which I guess I should have asked first why, I mean, what gave you the idea of saying, okay, look, I like D3.js. I want to do this, and I'm going to actually start by targeting Kotlin JS, which you know we all know is probably not the most demanded or or used yeah. version of Kotlin.
1: Okay, uh, so if uh, I knew D3JS and I really liked the the product, but oh, I also knew that the API was really kind of challenging, not very easy to understand. I said, OK, I would like to help people create uh, different kind of visualizations and with a nice API. So I think Kotlin is really a good way of uh, dealing with the with a data visualization API. And there was also a personal, um, how can I say that, um, I mean, I think that today we we'll live in really complex world and people, uh, don't understand exactly what is happening, um, in the world. And I think that we need some tools to, uh, you know, elevate the, the level of comprehension of the world to take decisions and all that stuff. And I said, okay, uh, now I want to, to work on stuff that makes sense. So okay, I, I want to work on that and say, okay, I want to create the tools for tomorrow. But we'll see if it works, but if it will work, but uh, that was the the first goal.
0: The product right now is called data to viz And then you also mentioned another product, which is charts.kt.
1: Yeah. So data to viz is not a product, it's more it's an open source library. So it's on GitHub, you can use it and do it whatever you want with it. So, but it's, still Still a product
0: i mean technically it's still a product even though it's open source
1: yeah um and on top of that we are currently working on charts.kt and the idea is to bring some really higher level api to make uh, to help people doing charts really uh, easily and in a really quick way. So with just a few lines of code, they can have their chart working on Android, Kotlin.js, JavaFX and uh, to be very efficient uh, just to create charts. So we are working on the same uh, kind of model than um, uh, chart. So chart is doing this kind of work on the JavaScript uh, environment and with a, a yearly license to, to use the the last version of the library. So this is another product we are currently working on.
0: Okay. So you're basically elevating it from the open source uh, library and then going to try and productize that in, in terms of selling licenses for that, right?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Nice. Nice. Cool.
0: So what is on the roadmap? I mean, what is coming?
1: So uh, we're still working on the library, on the, on the GitHub library. Uh, we have nearly everything. I mean, you can do already with everything you can imagine with the library. But uh, before releasing the 1.0 version, I still need to work on the events API. I mean, it's quite a big thing because uh, we want to allow people to write some events on the event code on the visualization that is going to work on all platforms. So it's it's a little bit tricky. And uh, when you start to work with uh, multi-touch events, it's also much more tricky because... You have to deal with the small difference between each platforms and to be sure to provide the exact same uh, behavior on each platform with uh, your Kotlin code. So this is the last big thing on uh, on the library. And so and we are also working quite a lot on the charts, charts uh, part. And after for the future, uh, we would like to um, provide a, um, a plugin for IntelliJ uh, and maybe with two versions of the plugin, uh, a free version of the plugin just to help people working with the library and setting up the project and give some hints about maybe you should ch- change your code in that way. Um, but also maybe a paid version of the, of the plugin. Uh, to bring to another level of productivity.
0: With like more inspections and information, right?
1: Yeah, and maybe also the ability of uh, viewing in live the result of your code, of your visualization code. So you can just uh, make some change in the code saying, okay, I want to change the scale, maybe not using a linear scale, but I'm going to use a logarithmic scale and just seeing uh right now in the instantly in the id uh, the result of your modification
0: yeah because that's also something like i guess a lot of people that do not have a lot of experience in data representation often suffer in terms of what chart should I use to best represent certain amount of information? Right? Exactly, yeah. yeah.
1: And we are also working. I don't know if you saw the website uh, play.datatuvis.io. Um It's a website where we you can create some visualization, playing with the code with the the, the code of the library, and see exactly the result instantly. You can change the code and. Recompile and you you see the result immediately. So it's what we want to provide to help people understand what they can do with the library and also to see some examples.
0: Cool. And by the way, now with the marketplace which we launched, I think what nearly six, five, six months ago, uh, you you can easily do that, right? I mean, have the free version and then a paid plugin.
1: Yeah, we're. I'm discussing with uh, people from JetBrains on that uh, subject.
0: Yeah. Nice. Cool. Well, it was great uh, seeing you and I know that we recently saw each other at, well, sorry, it was great speaking to you and I know yeah. that we recently saw each other at uh, Kotlin Conf.
1: Kotlin Conf, yeah.
0: And I um, I do hope that uh, we get to see each other again in the in, in this year, in 2020.
1: Um, yeah, of Hopefully course. in Kotlin Conf, which we, will be awesome. Of course, we'll be there.
0: Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks, Gitan.
1: Okay. Thanks, Heidi. Yeah. Uh, I did not Heidi <laughs> and uh, You're French. Yeah.
0: Wouldn't it be Adi? Adi,
1: Adi. Adi. Yes.
0: Like Adi. because you we, don't, we pronounce don't pronounce the, pronounce
1: the H. The H. Yeah. No, it's Adi, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I I did do French for like a few years uh in school. And yeah, and then that's it. French though for me is is kind of like it's a little bit like Italian. No, yeah. wait 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 till I finish please um, I'm not consulting anyone or anything making weird comparisons in that when people speak to me in French I generally get most of it yeah but I can't speak it that much uh, it's kind of like Italian like you yeah, know exactly. I, I've got a friend that's Italian he speaks to me in Italian he un- I understand him I speak to him in Spanish he understands me and yet we can't speak.
1: Yeah, that language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I imagine that. Yeah, yeah. So
0: cool. Okay. Well, we'll see okay. each other
1: soon. Take okay. Care. Bye. Thank you.